0: Welcome to Raising Champions with Reverend Esima Tebula. We hope you will be inspired by these messages and you will become a champion in your sphere of influence. Hope against all hope. The truth is, beloved, the truth is, we're sitting here this afternoon. Many of us are losing hope. You have been praying, you have been believing God for years, for the breakthrough and things are not happening. And here you are, you are so discouraged, you're even asking yourself, is this God alive? I have been faithful, I've been a tither, I've been serving him, you know, I've been following him, I've been attending the services, you know, January to January, but things are not happening in my life. I'm glad that today you are here because the Lord has given me a message specifically for the people who have been laboring and they don't see the results in what they are doing. So it is amazing that when, when you look at that statement, it is not just a statement, but when you look at the scripture, the scripture has something to say about that. But before we even look at the scripture, let us define What are we talking about? You know, hope against all hope. Listen, what does this mean? You know, hope against all hope. Listen, child of God, it simply means to have, you know, to have hope even when the situation appears to be hopeless. God says, even if the situation appears to be hopeless, I want you to continue to have hope even if there's no reason for you to do that. Are you with me? I'm looking at you, whatever the condition that you are facing. And the second thing is about hope against hope. It simply means to keep believing against all odds. Do you know what I'm talking about? You are trying to do the right thing, but it's like everything is just against you. It's just against you. Now, hope against hope is not only that, but it also says to have faith even when things seems impossible. I love that definition because it doesn't say have faith when things are impossible. It says even if things seems impossible. You know, you must be able to differentiate things. What seems impossible does not mean it is impossible. And most of the time the devil will put us in a corner in a situation right in the mud and the devil says to us, listen to me, there's no way out here. There's no way out in your situation. You, you are doomed. You, you never get out. And you need to know that these things, they seem impossible, but it doesn't mean they are not possible. Because the Bible says, whatever it is not possible to man, it is possible to God. Maybe this thing is not possible to you based on where you are today, but the truth is, it is possible. Now look at the scripture then. Look at the scripture. Romans chapter four from verse 18. It says, against all hope, Abraham, in hope, he did what? He believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. The Bible says against all hope. And then the Bible goes on in verse 19, listen to what it says. It says without weakening in his faith, that simply means when things are not happening in your life, your faith can become weak and the bible says but without weakening in his faith you know what he did he faced what the fact the bible says he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead can you see what is happening this guy this guy against all hope he's looking at himself and then his body is as good as dead but the bible says he continued to do what you know, to believe in God. He did not even allow his faith to get weak. And the Bible says, since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Can you see the condition here? This man, he's not just old. He's not just old. But even the wife, even the wife, the Bible says his womb was as good as dead. You know, the Bible is actually trying to be, to be nice here. When you look at the situation, it's bad. Even if Abraham, you know, he finds favor, he he gets that energy, but he still has another problem. Because the wife, it is not a young girl. She's an old woman. Yes, Lord, I've got faith. I've got faith that you can help me. You know, you can strengthen my faith, but I still have another problem. When I go to my wife, the Bible says, you know, even her womb is good as dead. Can you see the, the, the situation that he was facing? Verse 19 says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the facts. These were the facts, Bazalon. You see, the problem is that most of the time, we focus on the facts. We look at the facts and then we we stop trusting God. But this man, even if he was 100 years old and the wife was good, her, her womb was good as dead, you know, he faced the facts, he acknowledged the facts. But he saw beyond the facts. Because the facts will always be there. The facts will always be there, and that is why I want you to read the very same scripture. You know, with the with the message translation on verse twenty. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. I love that, Barcelona. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. You know, the attitude that I want you to have is what I call, you know, anyway, believe. Anyway, faith. I will believe anyway. It doesn't matter. Things that don't make sense, but you know what? I will believe anyway. My husband has left me, but you know what I'll do? I will believe anyway. My children, they don't follow Christ, but you know what I'll do? I will believe anyway. I don't have children, but I will believe anyway. Uh My circumstances are not good, but I'll do what, Mazzalone. I will believe anyway. Things that don't make sense, Things that don't make sense, I will believe anyway. I am tithing, but I don't see the result. But you know what I'll do, Basalone? I will believe anyway. Nobody's gonna stop me. It is that type of an attitude. I'm not gonna allow anybody to stop me. I will believe anyway. Woo! I love that, Basalone. It says he believed anyway. And look at the second stanza there. The Bible says, deciding deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw, he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. I love that. You see, your problem is that you are trusting your eyes too much. But this man, he made a decision. The Bible says deciding to live not on the basis of what he said he would do, but he decided that he's just going to believe God based on what he said he will do, not on what he saw. You know sometimes you you need to do what? You need to close your eyes, close your ears. Are you with me? Remove yourself from the crowds. Go to your corner and you say to yourself, Lord, I can't see it. Lord, I can't hear it. But Lord, in the inside, I believe what you said. I believe what you have promised. My mind cannot make sense in these matters. My mind cannot make sense, but I know that you are not a man that you should lie. Are you with me? Whatever you promise, it shall come to pass. Lord, I don't know how. That is why I'm closing my eyes. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't even want to apply my mind, but I know that you are the one who has promised and you're going to fulfill that. It's a decision that you must make. Come on, give God a big hand of Look at the next translation here. CV translation. I love this one. It says, and when it all seemed when it all seemed hopeless, Abraham still had faith in God. I love that. Still had faith in God. You know, Say After all these things has attacked you, you must be found with faith in you. Abraham's faith never became weak. You see, that is troubling me because people, when things are not happening, their faith becomes weak. You've been trusting for your husband. You know, now you're about to turn 30, 31, 32. Nobody's coming your way. And you used to have where well, now conditions and standards. I need a tall, handsome guy. These were your standards. And, then, and you were very strict about them when you were 18. 21 you were strict, 25 you were still strict. Now you're over 30, you're no longer saying tall, handsome, dark. Now you're saying anybody. I just need a man. Amma standards. Ah yes. You know why I'm a standards? It is because your faith now has become weak. And so I'm here this morning to strengthen your faith. So the Bible says Abraham's faith never became weak, not even when he was nearly 100 years old. Let me tell you, when you grow older and then your faith becomes weak because you have seen a lot of things and you have been disappointed many times, you have seen the weaknesses even in the house of the Lord. Many people, they look at this thing, they're saying, we don't want to hear anything about Christianity. We don't want to hear anything about these churches. Their faith has become weak. So the question is, how do you keep your hope alive? Number one, this is how you keep your faith alive. Against all hope, you do what, Bazalwane? You hope. That is what the scripture says. So against all hope, when things that don't make sense, you don't trust God, and believe in God because things are making sense. Are you with me? So if you worship God because your fridge is full of food, that God is not God. That God is a God. God must be worshipped in spite of circumstances. Even when things that don't make sense, listen to me, verse He is God. Are you with me? He is God. While people believe, he's still God. Even when people they don't believe, you know the things that are happening in the world, they don't decide or or crown him God. He is God. Even if people they don't believe in him. So I'm saying to you, it doesn't matter your condition. It doesn't matter what you have gone through over the years. You must still know Him as God. Put your trust in Him, not just because things are are, are going well in your life. Even if your husband has left you, listen to me, your husband is not your God. Your God is the creator of the universe. You worship God even if your husband is no longer there. You worship God even if your children are going astray. Your children are not your God. Even your boss is not your God Even the pastor is not your God You're not going to turn your back on God Just because the pastor has messed up We're not going to stop Worshipping God because There are other pastors who have messed up I don't define my God Based on the jokes that are happening People who are calling themselves You know pastors I know the one that I serve and now as a follower, before you follow someone to call him your pastor, ask basic questions. Where is your wife? Simple question. The problem is that you South Africans, you are scared of asking questions. What are they saying? Go to the, go to the internet. Check what are they saying about this person in his country. Because you don't know them. When I go to another country, I tell people, if you want to know more about me, check what the people where I'm coming from are saying about me. Don't just believe anything that I'm saying. So the best thing, check where he's coming from, go check where do you come from. These are the practical questions that you must ask. Where is your wife? Why your leadership is full of women and there's no wife next to you? Listen, basic principle. That is why I don't travel over five days alone. I don't, I don't. I tell people who are inviting me, I tell them, I said, I can only sleep one night in a hotel alone. So in a nutshell, you must put your, your trust in God even if things don't make sense. And second thing that you need to know how to, you know, to, to boost your faith. And then here's the second thing. Face the facts and oppose them. You must face the facts. Abraham did not deny the facts. You see, the problem is that Christians, they want to make as if these things are not theirs. The corner is in us. It's a fact that the husband left. It's a fact. But listen, under the very same statement, one guy is putting it beautifully. He says, Facts are many, but the truth is one. Now, please understand this is your breakthrough. Facts, it is not the truth. It is a fact that you are broke today. That is the fact. But it is not the truth. Or tomorrow, you will remain broke. Because the facts, they only speak about the present circumstances. Facts, they can't see the future. Are you with me? When Abraham said, I am 100 years old, It was the fact. And the doctors of the day, they knew that at that age you can't have a baby. Sarah, at that age, the fact says there is no one because facts, they've got a point of reference based on what happened in that community. You know, facts, they actually, you know, refer to the things of the days. That is the fact. But listen to me. Truth is one. And you cannot put the truth in a box. When God says, I am God, and you are a man, my ways are not your ways. Are you with me? This is God. He says, my ways are not your ways. You know what he does? He goes to Abraham, and then God speaks to Sarah. Says to Sarah, is there anything too hard for the Lord? My goodness me. Next year, this time, your wife will be carrying a son. Usara, Pela <speaking in Hebrew> Isaac simply means laughter. Because she laughed, she did not believe. You know why she, she was laughing? Because she looked at the facts. Old as I am, old as I am, how can this thing happen? And God says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Read Genesis. You know what God did Basalwani? Did not just perform the miracle in the life of Sarah. Are you with me? When God cut the covenant with Abraham and Sarah, remember she used to be Sarai. And the word Jehovah, it was the combination of the word Jehovah and Sarai, she became Sarah. The A-H at the end, it is the name of God. God had to enable her. God had to empower her. God had to reverse Bamba, Bamba, Bamba. God had to reverse her or reverse her strength to a point that at that time God gave Sarah the womb of a young person only God can do that is there anything too hard for the Lord Abraham you are no longer Abraham I am going to make you Abraham I am going to call you a father even before you become a father Because it is not about you now. It is about me. I am going to empower you. You are going to become a father. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. And the Bible says the very same year, boom, Isaac was born. Want to speak life today? Want to speak life to somebody? want to say to somebody today, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Look at your condition, look at your circumstances and listen to me, the sound of my voice, even as I speak, I want to say to you there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Let me tell you, according to the facts, I was not supposed to be standing right here. According to the facts, when I damaged my brain with dacha and alcohol and glue at the age of 10, at the age of 15, I was taught how to read, you know, for the first time some other people look at me even the doctor said i don't see this boy you know achieving anything in life because he has damaged his soft brains and then he cannot make it he is a cabbage a cabbage at school they had to teach something four times before i could get it, it i was that dumb dumb you know at school if i got 40 percent, it was a miracle nobody expected me just to achieve over 40 Those were the facts. Those were the facts. English class, it was most of the terrible class. I didn't enjoy English class because it was one confusing class for me. You know, to tell me what this is a verb, this is a noun, this is a prefix, you were just killing me, you were just killing me. You know, if you're talking about good, better, best, you know, I was going good, gooder, goodest, that is me, that is where I am coming from. My mind was so low. Those were the facts. Look at me now. I am here, you are there. I give all the glory to the Lord. And you know why I'm sharing that story? It is because I want you to know that the devil is the liar. These are just the facts, but the truth is one. Hallelujah. What is not possible with men is possible with God. When the devil says this cannot be done, God says, ha, 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 high corner, high corner. When they say this thing cannot be done, God says, watch the space. I am God, I'm the creator of the universe. God, I'm the one who created the universe. Don't ever tell me that this thing cannot be done. When you say it cannot be done, let me tell you God says I am who I am. I can do this. So don't camp into your facts. Allow the doctors to tell you about the facts, But allow God to speak the truth. Because the truth says, by his stripes we are healed that is the truth the fact says you've got cancer right now but the truth is it says by his stripes we are healed the fact says you've got sugar diabetes and the truth says by his stripes hallelujah we are healed I don't know what are the facts look at the person next to you and say what are the facts but here is the truth come on give God praise come on the Lord is this good look at the third one look at the third one Don't let your faith weaken. Very important, it is your role and your responsibility to protect your faith. In what you are going through, don't ever allow your faith to do what, Bazalwane? To weaken, because things will come and make your faith weak. And I just thought, let me just give you some few things. The list is bottomless. You can go home and type into your internet and say what are the things that makes faith to be weak? But I just selected five of them for your own benefit. Look at the first one. Focusing on the facts, don't focus on the facts. They're not, it's not gonna help you. It's amazing that when somebody gets a diagnosis and then you know what you do, you go to the internet, you want to study more about that disease. So you concentrate more on the facts. Why are you doing that? Because the moment you do that, you are giving this thing power to overpower you. You understand? So the most important thing, you actually and then need to do the second one. Look at the second one, you know? And then you're neglecting the word of God. You know what you need to do, you must actually spend time. But you know why people their faith becoming it's becoming weak? It is because they neglect the word of God. Yes. When you are faced with circumstances, the thing that you need to do is to spend time in the word of God. Look at the newspapers that you read. Look at the magazines. You spend more money buying magazines and newspapers. How are they helping your faith? It's weakening your faith. That is why now you can't believe God, you have lost passion. When it's Sunday, you don't even feel like going to church, it is because you have allowed your faith to be weakened. And what about when things delay? Bazan? Are you aware that when things delay, it's like you are working, you are trusting God, but things, they keep on delaying. You know, the delay of things can actually make your, your, your faith weak. Are you with me? But it is very important for you to understand that when things are delaying, it doesn't mean God has denied you. Look at the fourth one. Look at the fourth one. Is hanging with the wrong crowd, and then when you see the unrashias prosper, the Lang Bazar one. You must select your crowd. You must select a good company. Let me prove it to you. Jesus is going to Jairus' house. Jairus' house. You remember the same story? There was a woman with an issue of blood. You know, after that miracle, he was actually on his way to Jairus' house. You remember? So when he reaches house. The Bible says some Jews were there and they were busy talking. They were busy talking. And you know what Jesus said to them? He said to them, get out. He asked them to get out of the room. And he did not take all 12 disciples, but he took Peter, James, and John. And you ask yourself, in all 12 disciples, why Peter, James, and John? Because when you need to deal with matters of faith, You need people of faith next to you. You need people who are going to elevate your faith. You don't need Judas. I'm talking, you know, the friends that you have. Your friends will come to you. Are you sure? Chomaga, are you sure? (laughs) Do you do you really, really, really want to do this? Let me tell you, Basella. When you want to deal with serious matters, you need people of faith around you. Jesus said to them, Out. Because this was not an ordinary miracle. Somebody was dead here. Somebody was dead. So he needed the craziness of Peter. (laughs) That is the craziness of Peter who said one day, Jesus, if it's you, tell me, let me come. And the Bible says he walked on the water. Jesus said, I need these types, these guys who are crazy. The Bible says this is the man. He preached and 5,000 people came to the Lord. He said, this is what I need. You need people who are going to say to you, this cannot be done but with Jesus. All things are possible. You need people who are saying, I'm so scared, but I know with God on our side, this thing can can be done in the name of Jesus. Surround yourself with those people and those are the people who are going to strengthen your faith. You know why your faith is so weak? Look at the people you spend time with. Look at them. They always complain. They're always negative. They always speak bad about their church. They always speak bad about the pastor. They look at what the pastor is driving. They criticize the worship. The worship was not good. All that they do every Sunday is to criticize everything. When you drink coffee at home, you drink coffee about people. You gossip about people. There is nothing. Your company, wherever you go, you can't speak and share the word together. Let me tell you, you know this woman who was just telling us about Psalms 66. I wouldn't mind just to bring this woman next to us. I go show you the Psalms 66. Sit down and say, say it, my dear, say it. You need people who are going to encourage you. People who are going to speak life in your condition so that they can elevate your faith. Is that good, Basalwane? So the question is, who speaks to your life? Is this a good stuff? Is this a good stuff? Oh, be what? Be fully persuaded. That is how you activate your hope. That is how you activate your faith. You must be fully Persuaded. When you come into the things of God, get into the things of God full force, Bazarwa. Highland or casual. You see, your problem is that you are you are casual. Church has become a social thing. Social gathering. I will go to church my spare time. I, I, I want to help you, church. It is time for you to, to become serious with God. You you come to 11.30 service. But you are late, you come 12 o'clock. You want to be promoted in your company. With this attitude, you are always late at, at, at work. When even in your parking lot, look at the way you park when you go to, the, to work. That's how you park. Because you can't wait for child time. Yeah? You are not all in. Be all in. Take God serious. Be persuaded about this thing. Prepare your savings. Prepare, you know, your, your 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 Sunday stuff, you know, on Saturday or during the week. Prepare yourself. Prepare your offering. Don't wait for somebody to tell you that we're going to give you a verse. You know, already I prepare my offering. When I come here, I know that this is how much I'm going to give. I don't want somebody to detect for me to how much I should give based on the scripture that has been given here. Am I helping somebody? Be persuaded. Go all in. And that is how you're going to carry this thing. But I love Paul, Bazalwan. I love Paul. Listen what Paul says. He says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work. Now, one translation says, being confident of this very one thing. Yeah. He's summarizing everything to one. He says, the one who began, hallelujah, he who began what, Luane? a good work in you. I love that. And not you glad that the one who began the work in you, he is not your uncle, it's not your mama, it is not your mzala, your cousin, but it is God. Listen to me. The work that has been began in your life It is not somebody somewhere who started what is happening in you. The Bible says, he who began a good work, the God of Israel, are you with me? The God who created the universe. He is the one who began the good work in you. The Bible says the good work, not just any work. God says what I have started in you. It is not just work, but it is good work. God calls that good. Because everything that God creates, is good. When you read in the book of Genesis, after creating God himself, this is is good so when you are wondering why so much battles in your life why so much challenges in your life why so much pains in your life let me tell you the devil he is after the good works We hope you have been blessed by this message. Till next time, be the change you want the world to be.